Set his lighting better this go around? Yes. A little bit. Still Which robs more in shadow, them. but it works out nice. Oh, yeah, I see. I don't know why I'm only Is it my hat that makes me in shadow? It might be. It's your gray hair. Yeah, that's going to be that, be. too. Fucking could be. Goddamn curse. I think it's just because it could... Uh, you know what? I think it's just it could be it that. It could just be where, this, where you're sitting, but... Yeah. It's all right. If you want to leave your hat on, you can leave your hat on. It doesn't make too much of a difference. Oh. The last time you had it right in the front it would have made a good photo right next to National Fire Radio anyway I digress we're ready to go let's roll <laughs> <laughs> alright hey everybody it's Robert Lee with National Fire Radio I'm here with my co-host Jeremy Donch Hello. very lucky tonight we have a special guest in the studio Terry Ehlers from the City of Newburgh Fire Department is here Terry welcome to the show thank you so uh, we're going to just kind of jump right in and let's uh, talk about your, your career a little bit and like where you started and your first fires and a bunch of other stuff. We got did a little prep work before, but so have that chief. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I've been in it for total about thirty-two years. My first fire was actually in the volunteers. I belonged to Walk Hill, a little place up in Ulster County, New York, and uh, my actually my first fire was really nothing. It was a big barn fire, and uh, boss wouldn't let me leave my job. I said, I'm going anyway, and that was my last day working for him. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it made my day. You know, it was a huge fire. I never never got to see something up close like that. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, a short time later, you know, went to my first house fire that same same month. And I, I was fortunate my next job, I actually worked for the fire chief, so I was expected to go to all the calls. That's helpful. And, yep. And, um, you know, I mean, it's a lot of a lot of house fires back in the 80s, and... Uh, uh, you know, I remember uh, the first real significant one. This house, it was just a modular. It was, mm-hmm. you know, one-story ranch, and it was going end-to-end. And uh, I was brand new, and uh, I was qualified to wear an air pack. I had the air pack on, dragged the hose line up to the door. guy that's been in for a long, long time said, uh, said you ready? And he says, ready for what? We're going to go in, right? He says, <laughs> you know, there was fire coming out of every right, opening, right, right. you know, right. and uh, it was, there was no, there was nothing to go into. It was just four walls standing. He's, we're not going in there, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, and, and, and I never, you know, I, I thought you just go into every fire. That's I didn't right. know. Mm-hmm. And um, so then, you know, the next fire we go to, it was, uh, we going in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going in. Get your stuff on. You know, so I get my stuff on. We go in, and and uh, it, you know, it was big, but looking back, it, you know, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't huge. It was one bedroom, right? And got to put it out. Sure. A lot of excitement. And, sure. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, something about being that new guy, yeah. you know. And then fast forward, you know, a while later in the in the nineties, nineteen ninety nine, I got hired in Newburgh, and. Um, first fire i was actually in-house training for two weeks so the first week you know they teach you how to you know do hydrants and they teach you a little bit about what goes on in the firehouse and and um how to clean toilets and and how to make coffee and the all that stuff, stuff. the important yeah. stuff right. that's the first mm-hmm. week the second week monday morning you're on a rig i get to ride the rig i'm the extra guy you know i'm not really supposed to be on the loose yet uh but they take me in and um we had a fire on Lander Street, and uh, it was it was huge because first time I ever got to go one the wrong way down a one way street, and I'm riding in the back seat. <laughs> we're going 
middle of the day, and we're wrong way down Lander Street for its entire length. Um, happened to be, you know, day, the daytime uh, firemen for fire prevention, you know, their staff positions. Right. Uh, they were waiting for us on the corner. We got the hydrant, stay on the rigs. This is great. Dude. Put my air pack on. We pull up. Lieutenant says, wait right here, kid. Kid. So I wait. So finally, uh, Lieutenant sticks his head out the second floor. Get up here. You know, the second floor was on fire. And it was knocked down when I got up there, but the whole hallway was just black soot. Right. So back then we wore yellow turnout gear. He says, I'm going to teach you something real important. So what's that? He says, spread your arms out. So he spread, I spread my arms out like this. He pushes me against the wall and drags me. <laughs> he says, much better. Salty. That was a, Salty. And that was, a, you know, got That's, to do some overhaul. Sure. But yeah, that was the extent of it. Get, my, get my gear dirty. That's when we fun. got all done, he said, now you took the edge off. You got your gear dirty. You got your first fire. The next one is going to be real. We'll get you in. So the next one's that night. No kidding. Well, I'm off duty, so uh, I can't go to it. I can't right. come back. Even though it's second alarm, can't go back for it. So now the whole rest of the week, I'm working. There's nothing. Nothing. Finally, Friday is my first day in a shift, and our shift is scheduled to work that night. So they start that fr you know, Friday day. Um, uneventful. You know, nothing, nothing. So I'm off duty. No, I was scheduled to work the day. That night, all of a sudden, we had, you know, those numeric pagers back then. All of a sudden, I get a phone call, you know, a text message, right. you know, dispatch 911. So I call in, it's a second alarm. Yeah, I'll come back. Third alarm. You know, I'm there already, but it's a third alarm, and the house was cranking, and it was the first, since once I got hired by Newberg, it was the first fatal fire, the first time I got to see, like, a, yeah. you know, and uh, you never forget that. Kind of sticks with me, but yeah. you know, but there was like no, like the the people weren't mad. They they weren't upset about it. Yeah. You know, this guy died trying to get kids. You know, trying to get his family out. Mm -hmm. wow. They really didn't care. They were upset because their TV was burned up. Wow. You know, and uh, and, and that kind of stuff. That's when I kind of real. You know, you're, I'm in a different world. It's not like a small town where. You know, it is a small city, but it's not a small town where everybody, you know, is upset about, right. you know, somebody getting... Sense of community. You everybody know. comes out, comforts yep. one another. And there was, there was none of that. And I yeah. remember, you know, the next time we're working, um, I was in this shift at that point. Next time we're working, it's a daytime. And we go there to, to see the place in the daylight. And, you know, the family's there, and they're like, they, you know, it's like life was insignificant to them. And that really kind of... It kind of bothered me a little sure. bit. Sure. But, yeah. you know, but, you know, it, you know, goes on. You know, career goes on. You got a job to do and you don't really, you know, you know how, you know who you are and you know who your friends are, but right. you still, you know, it doesn't, just because they don't care doesn't mean that we don't care. You know, we still do what we Oh, without a doubt. You know, and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and uh, so that was the first, like, one that I got to see a dead person in a fire and it wasn't. You know, it kind of sticks with you. But, you know, aside from that, you know, I was going through uh, first month. I was in one shift. The next month, they put me someplace else. The third month, I, I landed in, in the famous group two. And, and uh, you know, the assistant chief, I heard, you know, he, he yelled a lot. And, 
you know, real nervous. You know, like everybody was afraid to work with that guy. Right. And I went there, and um, I was actually at Engine Three for the first part of going into that group. And uh, the Engine Three, the lieutenant on my shift was actually the union president. And I'd never been in a union before. None of my family had ever been in a union, so that was something again, totally different. I'm learning the like what really goes into you mm-hmm. know providing for firefighters and, and making sure they're taken care of and their pensions and you know and, and their benefits and and you know regular good working conditions so i'm kind of on the inside i get to hear a lot of this stuff and, right. and learn a lot from it but my assistant chief comes up there all the time and he was a nice guy he was Boy, at a fire, you knew when, when you did something wrong. Oh, yeah. He let but, you know. But if you were in his group, he, he really, as long as you knew what you were doing or made an attempt to know what you're doing, right. he was he was nice guy. You know, he's a good guy. Yeah. So we had, back then, four guys on a fire truck a lot of times. So I, was, I got to be the nozzle man. The senior guy wanted to ride the hydrant, which is now, back then, I didn't understand it. Now, <laughs> yeah. You know... I'll, you know, sure. No, you know, I, it, you take your time getting right. there and let the new kid right. get beat up. And right. um, so we went to a fire in uh, Colonial Terrace, and uh, we pulled up, and there was smoke. You could see the smoke. Assistant chief got on the scene, said, uh, you know, transmit a second alarm. We got a good fire, and um, lieutenant, you know, here you go, kid. He gives me the inch and a half Navy nozzle. You know, that's that was uh, we oh, had right. inch and three quarters also, but the right. old timers, that's what they wanted. That. Right inch and a half navy nozzle big heavy brass nozzle so i go in the apartment's pretty smoky i go crawling through and um he yells behind me says it's in the basement kid so i'm looking i've never been in one of these buildings it's it's houses that were built uh, about 100 years ago now for the workers in the ship you know the shipbuilding industry okay. and um all of a sudden i hear the assistant chief's voice kid he said it's in the basement follow me He's got me by the air pack. Now, I can hear him clear as a bell. I got an air pack on. I can hear him clear as a bell. Right. He's not wearing an air pack. He's right. breathing through a hanky. Right. So he picks me up by the strap. He drags me out the back door, and he says, right there, that's the basement for the, that's the entrance for the basement. Go down the stairs and turn right. You can't miss it. So I go down. I put my first fire out as a nozzle man, and that was a lot of fun. That was like, I talked about that. You yeah, know? Oh, I'm sure. And uh, again, sure. you know, not wasn't a huge fire, but it was right. a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's I kind, cool. Kind of felt like, you know, like I almost like I I proved myself, right? Mm-hmm. Whether I did or not, oh, a sense I, of accomplishment. I right? was a lot less nervous after yeah. that. And, yeah. You know, I mean, back then, you know, we we got to go to a lot of fires, and you know that that assistant chief was always there. He had forty something years on. Wow. You know, my my lieutenant had, you know. 30 something years on and uh that whole group was just a lot of really experienced guys and like we were talking about before listening to the stories about how they used to do right. things and and right. just all these characters and and you know what a world you know yeah. the equipment they rode on you know they had you know some of the compartments they couldn't use because the floors and the, and the compartment were rusted, rusted out, out. Yep. and um and even you know within a few years you know we'd be going down broadway and the door to the rig would just come open so you got to climb over the doghouse and pull it shut because driver was not gonna he didn't care yeah his right. door was still closed yep. you know so you had to pull it <laughs> shut turn turn the corner equipment would roll out the compartment because the doors were 
yeah. you know, the latches didn't work. And, um, you know, I, and that's one thing, you know, I, you, you kind of hope now that the guys you work with don't ever have to experience that stuff sure. again. But, yeah. you know, but times have always been tough there. They've always had rigs that were just well used, mm-hmm. you know. Can we, can we talk about this a little bit, Chief? Sure. So what year did you get hired in the city of Newburgh? Uh, 1999. 1999, okay. Yep. So for everybody listening and watching, um, city of Newburgh is in... Orange County. Orange County, New York. Uh, north of New York City by about an hour, hour and a yep, half. Yep, about north. an hour, yep. Um, and it is a, um, a tough city. Yep, it's a, an old industrial city that's had its heyday. and um, Right on the Hudson River. Right on the Hudson River. Industry all moved out when the malls came along the downtowns disappeared when, mm-hmm. when cars, you know, and the, and the trains stopped running passengers and yeah. the interstates. And uh, it just really, just like a lot of cities around here and in the Northeast, you know, sure. in particular, they just died. Yeah, they dried up. And, um, yeah. And, and, and so that's 1999. And, and now, coming full circle, you got hired in 99. You're now the chief of department? Well, or, still acting. Okay, acting yep, chief of department. Not officially yet. Yep. Okay. Um, and so on. So, how has the city has the city progressed at uh, all? Is there a I revitalization? Think, no, is I it? I think so. We see it. it. It's slow motion, but it's happening. Um, where headquarters is, where I work now, um, that street was, you know, it wasn't that great looking when I first got hired. There's nice houses on it now. There's families. Yeah. Liberty Street, which was not a not an easy neighborhood just one block from the firehouse yeah it's full of these you know nice little restaurants and you know wine wine bar and coffee shops and and it's just like it's a destination now where people go to it all year it's great when they, when they first developed the waterfront Newburgh became a great place during the summer yeah. and only down there and if people really didn't see that was all brand new nobody really saw the old city the old bricks and right. you know and um it's progressing. There's a there's a lot of um, a lot of new development. A lot of uh, buildings that were supposed to be torn down that are just being rehabbed. Uh, That's people the old moving mill up style, old mill style. Yeah, people that. moving up from Brooklyn, yeah, and buying That's these great. places. Uh, you know, art galleries. There's a new cidery. Uh, we have the Newburgh Brewery, of course. Yeah. You know, all these old buildings that are just new life in them. And, yeah. uh, you know, some of them, you know, we we saw them as burned out shells. We've sure. got pictures hanging in the firehouse. You know, I, when people come, you know, there's a coffee shop that was kind of one of the first buildings to, to be rejuvenated on Liberty Street. Yeah, that's that's that coffee shop. No. Yeah. The fire blowing out every floor of it. You know? It has to be, uh, you know, I, I find, you know, I know myself and, and my sense of community. And, you know, you're, you were alluding to that before where... Uh, maybe the residents weren't so much in touch with the community sense of things and, and so on. And, and I find in the fire service that we all tend to be very rooted in the area that we serve. Oh, yeah. And so I think that has to be a matter of pride for you yep. and for your guys, uh, maybe the more senior guys, too, on the job to see that revitalization. Because yeah. Because I think it's happening more and more. It is. And, and, and it's it's picking up steam. It's still slow motion, but it is. It's happening. You know, you, you go to these places and they know, like, even when you show up not in uniform, off duty, you know, like, you know, we'll go to dinner or something, or, or you know, on a right. weekend have lunch, right. um, you know, and you show up, and they still know you're a fireman. They they know who you are, right. and they appreciate you coming around, you know, because they know you're supporting them, Absolutely. not just because That's you're it. you're tied, because you can't stray too far from the fire truck. 
but now you're coming back and you're you're still spending money there you know you mm -hmm. it's a you know the, yeah. these are good people and you know right. and, and you know i remember you know after a second alarm you know don't tell my wife this but i remember after second alarms you know once you were released right you know you were the guy you know the off-duty guys that came in on the recall you'd go to back to a bar kind of in the neighborhood where your where your fire was you'd spend another couple of hours rehabbing yeah right yeah and uh <laughs> you know we that doesn't happen as as much anymore but you know i, I guess even back then you know without even realizing it you know we were trying to make up for the fact that you know this building got damaged by a fire you know like yeah let's go back and spend a little money on that street you know and and have some beers and, and talk to the people that live there and and um that's cool you know we don't do, you know it still happens not as as much as it used well, to but cultures change but these places are too but you know yeah. it is it's a nice city and it's it's coming back it's still got its tough spots of course but you know it's firemen you know people it doesn't that's 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 kind of a common denominator it doesn't matter what kind of a neighborhood you're in people are still happy to see it right. when you're a fireman the poorest neighborhoods or the richest neighborhoods they will all all come over and say hello every single kid it doesn't matter what his parents make or you know what grade he's in it doesn't matter he still wants to check out the fire truck and wear the fire helmet and you know yeah. you, you got it you got to accommodate that, you know, you drop everything to put air in their tires, you know, chat with them for a few minutes, you know, who knows, those kids may grow up to be the next, you know, next fireman in the, in the city, they Absolutely. might grow up to be a fire chief someday, That's right. you know, yeah. you, you don't know who, whose life you're touching by just those few minutes, and, and um, you know, I like to think we make a difference, you know. Oh, I think we do, I, I always say there's time for the kids, and that's, you know, anytime, like, we go down to Home Depot to pick stuff up to the firehouse all the time. And if there's ever a kid outside, I'm always like, hey, you want to get in the fire truck? And the parents are always like, what? And I'm like, yeah, hop up, get your phone out, take a picture. Like, yep. look at how, you know, because it's, 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 it's important. Um, you know, we, we went over your first fires and stuff, your, your, your time in Walk Hill and, and whatnot. Was there any fires that you had, Chief, where in your career where you were just like, man, that's memorable because that was like a close one? Yeah. Uh, the last fire... Um, the last fire before I got promoted to assistant chief, um, two calls came in at the same time. Smell of smoke up in the west end of the city, and at that point, I was back to riding engine one. I was, I was back to my old group, you know, back to group two, mm -hmm. and I was learning how to be an assistant chief. And they were actually, you know, in the process of training me. And, um, but I was working on engine one that night, and it was in. I was working overtime in group three, I think. And um, I, I, you know, I, I don't remember which group. I remember the, the cast of characters that was working. And um, no, it was definitely group two. So anyway, smell of smoke in the West End. The ladder truck went up there. Engine one, go to a, a automatic alarm, residential. All right. That smell of smoke, it's going to be leaves or something burning or mulch. No big deal. So they go... They go one way, engine three is in the West End. We go the other way, it's over by Mount St. Mary's College. It's a house that's fully rented by college kids. It's a costume party because it was November 2nd. They were having a Halloween party. And uh, I mean, just, you know, they set off a, the alarm with a smoke machine. Right. Well, I heard them get on the scene. Uh, we got a fire. Um, so I'm trying to listen to them, trying to pay attention to all these college kids in this house and, you know, 
where you know find out what's going on you know so we can clear you know and uh i had a uh, a driver whose whose dad was a he retired as an assistant chief so he's a second generation fireman and i always think that's something cool but he wasn't very experienced yet driving to a you know driving you know he he'd done a lot of driving but now we're going to a fire right so he wasn't we were out of the firehouse so it's when you get a call and you're going someplace and you're not responding from your firehouse it takes a little bit to get the bearings so I'm telling them which way to go, and away we, we go. We get up there, and as we're coming down the road, coming down the street, the other two crews are already working. They've got two and a half gone. And we get off the rig, um, you know, getting our air packed, getting, getting our tools and stuff, and assistant chief who never gets excited. This guy is, you know, you if he's excited, it's a big fire. Yeah. In this yeah. house, it was a big fire. It was, right. it was one house burning. The other house is smoldering next to it that had to report of the smell of smoke. Um, he comes racing, meets me at the rig. He says, get up to that second floor. There's still people inside. Uh, that second floor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So away we go. We go up. On, uh, we couldn't get in through the first floor. They were they were having a hell of a time on the first floor with, with hoses. They had two and a half working. Ladder truck, you know, truck one, they were working with a hose line. Which is, you know, most of the time our, our trucks don't touch right. hose. Well, they, they had a hose in their hand. Engine one was, or engine three had their hands full. So up to the second floor we go on a ladder onto the porch roof. We break the window and you get hit with, with the heat. Um, so you lift a little bit and then in we go. And um, we get to the bedroom door and... Uh, you knew it was going to be hell. You know, we, we were met with all this stuff with the door closed. We, you knew you were going into absolutely, hell. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So we open up that door, and it is, it's it's bad fire. I closed the door, and I said to the guys, look, whoever's back there, not not a whole hell of a lot of chance that they're going to be alive. Yeah. Nobody's going to blame you if you guys don't want to go down the hallway, but we either all go or we all don't go. We're going. All right, let's go. So, fling the door open. It was maybe 20 foot to the bedroom, to the next bedroom down the hallway. We had to go past the stairs and all that heat coming up the, stairs. Right up the stairs. Yep. Yeah. And we get to that bedroom. The door is open to the bedroom, and the fire is coming up the back wall of the bedroom from the first floor. It's burning through the floor already. And my fireman says, I, I, got, I got him. You got who? I got the person. Wow. Let's get out of here. Yeah. So now these guys are both, they're big. They're big guys. Mm -hmm. The victim was a big guy, you know. And they just that 20-foot crawl down that hallway, these guys were, they were beat up. We got them in, got them up on the bed. Um, my old driver was waiting at the, uh, I, I came up, you know, through on the ladder truck. To, he's waiting on the porch roof for us. Yeah. We get them up there, pass them. Out, out he went, down the ladder, away to the hospital. Didn't do good. Yeah. We tried. And then yeah. back in. He says, there's still somebody else in there. I said, holy smokes, where are we going to? And we're shot. Yeah, know? of course. And, um, but these guys, they didn't, they did not give up, you know. And, um, you know, they didn't give up until we were sure there was nobody up there. And um, out we came, and this whole place was just charged. At, at that time, it was, mm -hmm. it was 
gone. And um, so we go out, we protect the exposures a little bit, try to put the next house out while they're trying to bring this one under control. And, um, you know, they're just, it was just, they, they just never gave up, you know, and it was good. But it was that fire. I When we started down that hallway, and then, of course, we got the victim, and we're pulling him back. And it was just hotter and hotter. And they didn't let go of him. And um, they, they didn't give up. But I, I honestly thought we were going to cook in that yeah. hallway. Yeah. And we didn't. We got out, you know, good. Um, there was a, a big, huge dog that was stranded on the porch roof that we kept going past, kept going past. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, now the fire's burning under that porch roof, and here's this big dog, you know. Now we got it. Let's try to save the dog. Well, how are we going to get him down? Yeah. I don't know. We go up, and I thought, well, maybe I could just grab him by the collar and yank him off the porch roof. Yeah, he grabbed my hand, ended up breaking my hand, which I didn't realize okay. at the time. Um, so we left him, left him alone. Let's think of a plan B. So we go back up again, and we just kind of herd them over to the ladders, and a couple guys from Air Guard Fire Department had a Stokes basket. They bring them up. We had two ground ladders side by side to bring the victim down. So they, they bring the, the Stokes basket up. The dog is watching us. We're getting, you know, we keep kind of rounding them up. You know, the, the, burnt, the, the fire is burning under this little porch yeah, right. that we're on. Right. We're running out of time. And, you know, if this dog just starts, we're going to have to give up, you know, is how much do you risk, you know? Rolled him right into the basket. They brought him down on the ground. He jumps up. What the hell just happened? You know? And uh, we, you know, we finished the, finished the fire. And finally, I said to the assistant chief, I think I got to go get my hand checked. Man, it hurts. You know? So go get it checked. And, and uh, doctor, they do the x-rays. And they say, yeah, you got a puncture in your bone. We don't know from what. And I said, well, I told you, from what? Dog bit my hand. Yeah. And they're looking at me like they don't really believe it. But that's really what happened. So they give me a couple weeks off from work. When I when I come back, now I'm in training for car four. So I I don't ride the rig anymore unless it's for overtime. Right. Car four is our assistant chief. That's our duty chief. And uh, so that was really the last fire as a fireman that I got old, to go into. It's one old fire. And, um, yeah, I mean... You know, the, the guy didn't, you know, he ended up not making it. They had a, a person badly burned in the front yard. As far as I know, she made it. Uh, the other person we were looking for, you know, hour into the fire, he's standing out front. Uh, yeah. You know, but yeah. it's always a way it goes. You know, other end or other end, and you don't. Yeah. You still have to make an attempt. But, the, but you know, just what, what made me, like, really, like, proud, those guys just never, never gave up. As hot as that hallway was, you know, like, First, they didn't have to go down the hallway, and they still went down the hallway. They're, you knew that guy was, mm -hmm. but you still got to make an attempt. Yeah. And um, yeah. Well, I mean, so we're, we're coming back, and yeah. they just they could have just dropped the guy and just crawled the rest of the way faster, and they didn't. And then they went back in, same guys, and we went back in, and they, they you know, they didn't have to, and they just they didn't give up. Right. You know. Right. I, I mean, you know, uh, Natero source the, the service that you guys did there is unbelievable. I yeah. mean, throwing a ladder, going floor above, no line in place, no protection for you guys, checking the hallway, hallways charged, probably to the floor, probably bellied down the floor. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, right? Yeah, you know, the, it, it was smoky, but 
you know, there was so much heat that it wasn't really a lot of smoke. It right. was just fire. Right. And it was, you know, like everything in the hallway except the floor was on fire. And it was just crazy. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, and, you know. Well, you guys should be commended for, for your aggressiveness and, uh, you know, you know the, the fact that uh, you put life above yours to, yeah. to ensure that... Uh, that everybody was safe or potentially safe and sound. And, uh, you know, kudos to you guys. I mean, that's a fantastic job. It's a testament to how brave fireman you are. That's yeah. Great. And you, you always, like I always wondered, you know, when you do get to that fire, everybody's got that fire. Mm-hmm. How yeah. are you going to perform? Yeah. And, you know, you, you've always had, when you look back, you've had that kind of fire. It just didn't seem like that kind of fire at the time. And then it was afterwards, like, man. We really could have got hurt. Yeah. You know? But that was the first one where we, you know, where I knew it was bad. And, you know, and so went. You know, the other fires, you still go because you don't realize how bad it is. Yeah. Everybody outside realizes it. You just didn't know right. until the end. Right. You know? And, uh, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I think a crazy story. I think the, the crazy thing about about that and, like, just kind of hearing you, like, have that moment of truth at the door. I mean, like, listen, they're all going or we're or not, and I'm like, okay, let's go. And then just to know that, like, the city of Newburgh faced some of the financial difficulties that some of these, you know, some of these folks could, like, be, I don't know who on that ship that night could have been one of them, but they, like, at some point faced a layoff, you know? Like, there's, and that's a testament to really who the membership of the department is because, you know, up until recently, they they all face that, you know, there's a, a group of them, it seems, that are always on that shopping block, yep. but even despite that, they're 110% yep. into the city. and Every one of them, and it is. It, it's, it seems like it's a, every two or three years since I've been a brand new guy, it's come up when I was in the academy. Now you're, you're not going to make it through to January. You're going to get laid off in December, you know? And yeah. what do I do? I've got a brand new baby at home, you know? Yeah, we still did. I still did. I, I stayed. You know, I had a chance mm-hmm. of going. I stayed. And, uh, you know, this newest group, you know, it's no secret. They're, we're looking at, we could lay, you know, they could lay off 12 guys. Mm-hmm. Right now. Right now. Yeah. At the, in July. And, um, you know, the city's still struggling. Are they going to get a grant? Are they going to find a way to pay for them? You know, it always, it's the same, it's the same story every couple of years. But these 12 guys have had offers to go to other jobs. And they all want to stay in Newburgh. Yeah. They'll, they'd rather risk being laid off knowing that you know in new york state civil service you know if you get laid off you're on a, a preferred hire back list right so that you stay above the, the 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 hire list until until these layoffs are all hired back right there's no new mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. new hired so right. they want it to, they're, they'd rather take that chance knowing that they can come back to newburgh you know it, it it's still it's still a tough city, you know. It's 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 got nice places. It's got still real bad places. It's got a lot of crime. I have to, but they want to come back. And I have to think for you, Chief. That's a real testament to the type of firefighters that you have under your command. I yeah, right. I think so. You know, they. I tell you, every one of them. I, I mean, even the most insignificant calls. You know, they make me proud every time they're out there. Yeah. I hear, I never hear a bad thing about my guys. And it doesn't matter, you know, uh, you know, somebody in the city hall will see me at a meeting. Oh, I saw your guys, they were operating here. Or, 
oh, you know, they, they, they said hello to, you know, my little, you know, it was the best day of his life. And, you know, oh, they were here. We had a, a water leak. We were, you know, and it doesn't matter. They, they always give me compliments about these guys. And they're, they're, they're a good, hard-working bunch. You know, they're, they make me proud all the time. And, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it was, you know, another, you know, they were, the city was, you know, the city believes that in order to be dedicated, you have to live in the city, and and it's proof that you don't. About yep. half of them have city addresses or did. Some of those that had city, you know, that lived in the city, they've since moved out. But there's still a lot of guys that, that pay their taxes in the city. Right. But every single one of these guys still comes to the city to go to dinner, go to lunch right. with their wife, go to go to the brewery, go. You know, they're in touch with they, the community. They spell, you know, they spend money there when they're when they're on the shift. They they. Go to the local delis. They, we have a market now in the city, so they'll, they'll buy the groceries in the city. You know, they still put money into the city. And every single one of those guys, and it doesn't matter who it is that, that needs our help, they, they would go to the ends of the earth to to do everything they can to, to, to yeah. rescue that person or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think it is. It shows a lot of dedication. They, they really do make you proud you yeah know? and i also think it's it's hugely important that you as somebody that's come up through the ranks and now is the acting chief department for you to recognize that and to so many people start to lose touch as they climb that ladder and yeah. and so on but to see the emotion in your face right now just talking yeah. about your brothers um you still are very much in tune with your membership and your you know the, the brothers that are underneath your command and i I commend you for that because uh, please don't lose that. That's uh, no, I, I, hugely important. I hope I hope I never do. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you know, I, I still like to think, you know, and it's 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 tough when you get to be the chief. You're supposed to be a little, you know, and it's tough to not play jokes. You know, it's tough not to laugh at the the stuff that is right really right. hugely funny. You know, you're supposed to be the grown-up right sometimes it's tough you know but I, you know I, I leave my door is open you know and the guys will just walk in and plop down in the chair and start talking and I I like that you know and I and I hope that you know as as things go on you know I always hope to have that yeah you know because it does I don't get to go to very much Unless, you know, I still, I still get to work overtime until I become the real chief. I still get to work overtime on a shift. Um, so I still get, I go to some calls. I don't get to go to a lot of calls. Usually right. it's a quiet night when I'm working and the guys like that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it kind of keeps you in touch. You know, like, sure. you see, you, you, you go in, you hear these guys talk about the, you know, uh, you know, we just had this fire. It wasn't, you know, we, we got it, you know, we got it with a can or, you know, two cans, whatever, you know, and, um, or the, the, you know, the car accident, this, this guy, you know, whatever, just to hear their stories. It's, it's, it's great. Cause they're so into it, you know, yeah. like they are, they still have, every one of them still has that excitement. They'll tell you that they don't, you know, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. We've been there done that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, yeah. think, you know, you, you, you still, when you go to a fire, it's still mm -hmm. exciting, you know? Yeah, without a doubt. Even though all I'm going to do is go there and point with a flashlight maybe and talk on the radio a little bit, it's still exciting. <laughs> I'm excited because they're excited, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it, now, you're, one of your firehouses, one of the, 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 the guys' union, they, they adopted a, uh, a rescue dog from the community, right? Yeah. 
So on top of like the rescue of the people, you got a rescue animal yep. as well. He's uh, he's quite the celebrity. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the third fire dog that's worked with me. The first one, she was there when we got hired. She was some that dog was a, a purebred. She was quirky, and then we had this bum of a dog that just wandered into the firehouse a couple years ago, and he never left. Yeah. And he, from day one, he was he was very protective of the firemen. And it took him a long time to even let our families in. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And, like, a cop would come to the door of the post office, you know, the postal carrier, different uniform, he would not let him in the firehouse. Show up wearing a fireman uniform, no problem. You're good to go, brother. Wow. You know, <laughs> let him right in. We lost him a couple of years ago, you know. He had cancer. And uh, that was, that had to be, that was probably the saddest day that I had ever seen around that firehouse i mean every single guy even the guys that didn't like dogs yeah. were crying their eyes out you know the vet was very accommodating we were there as you know yeah his final moments and uh it was tough so we lost him a couple months later uh i guess somebody called the firehouse in the morning and said hey there's a dog tied to the fire hydrant he's been here since yesterday so they oh wow yeah so they went up, they cut his rope, they brought him back, they they gave him food, they gave him a bath, and then they gave him a name. I got a text message at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> we named him Nick. Can we keep him? <laughs> well, that's cool. How do you say yeah, right. how do you, you, know, that? How do you say no? Him. So, they you know, named him. Yeah. So, you know, I, I quick got ready to go to work and, you know, couldn't wait to get to work. Mm. I got there, got to meet the dog, and he was such a friendly dog, and he was so happy. And he's turned into... Quite the saliva, you know, like everybody knows about. He's a pit bull. He's or, a pit bull, right? Yeah, because that's. Yeah. I think did you guys get on Rachel Ray with him or something like that, or, or one of those shows. No, or, no, no just... nothing like that. But um, the outfit that here's an interesting turn of events. The outfit that was a police dog in Dutchess County, right? Yeah, the, yeah, and he was a pit bull. Mm -hmm. So the person that the out the the company that made that dog famous. Um, a couple months before, one of our guys off duty was wearing a, a fire department T-shirt. Saw a woman at Home Depot struggling to load up her car. So he gives her a hand loading up his car. Sure, loading up her car. Well, she sends us a, a donation and a thank you note to the the fire chief. You know, it was before I was the chief, but I was I was working in the office. I was the operations assistant chief at the time. So. Yeah, this this is great. You know, whoever it was, you know, thanks for you know go, going above and beyond and and bringing a good name to our fire department. So now we get this newest dog, and it's the talk of the this 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 new little um, district of, of uh, you know coffee shops and little restaurants right. on Liberty right. Street. It's a block away. It's the big talk over there. Well, there's an author there, so he comes over. He wants to see the dog. Well, he does a big, huge write-up about this dog. Cool. You know? Yeah. So he puts it on Facebook. Everybody sees it on Facebook. Now, all of a sudden, this woman that wrote this check to us calls me. Hi, I'm so-and-so. All right. Well, I'm the one that one of your firemen helped out. At, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm, right. you know, thanks for giving us a call. And, well, I run uh, a dog rescue, and I'm the one that made that police dog famous. I want to do the same for your fire dog. 
That's you know? Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he ends up, he's in, he's on t-shirts, he's on coffee mugs, he's in calendars, you know, he <laughs> has, cool. you know, guest appearances for fundraisers, he's, yeah. you know, yeah. he's all over the place. Everybody comes to the firehouse just to see the dog. But this dog, he's a pit bull, you know? Oh, such such a dangerous dog. He is a big mush. Yeah. Strange kids. The you know, we used to do an occasional pancake breakfast. We'd we'd raise funds for a charity. And um the last one that we did, or second to last one that we did, was when he was brand new. We they found him in October. This was the beginning of December. We didn't even have him two months. We knew really nothing about this guy except he got bathed regularly and he was starting to fatten up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He sat there during that breakfast, right next to the fireman who was holding his leash, all these strange kids coming over and hugging him and people just walking up to him. And yeah. all he did was wagged his tail and licked him. He yeah, loved cool. it. Such a gentle dog. And um, so now we, we take him everywhere. You know, when, when we when we see school kids, we mm-hmm. take him to the schools. When we have groups of kids come to the firehouse, you know, Dogs. everybody, he, yeah. he's so That's good. Great. But he's great. I, I, I like, you know... Everybody chips in to take care of them. The senior guys walk them. The junior guys walk them. Everybody feeds them. Everybody gives, you know, sometimes you walk back there and he's sitting on the couch next to the fireman. I don't care. Some of the, some of the senior guys don't like that. But then there's senior guys that you walk back there and he's yeah. snuggled up with. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. And, uh, yeah. But he, he, he's such a, like a calming, maybe a calming effect on, on you know, just... For whatever re- whatever yeah, I mean, it is, he's it, good. It's good for the atmosphere in the fire. As I say, you don't want to call him a therapy dog because God forbid we talk no. about therapy. But like, yeah, he's almost got that. You know, yeah. he's got to have that calming effect, and yep. it's got to be good for. You know what? The guys will return from something bad, and the dog will do something silly. Yeah, and all of a sudden, right? You know, right? And uh, yeah, it, it, he's he's good. You know, I I, I like awesome. that we have him in there. You know, it's great. Yeah, oh. absolutely great. We'll wrap it up here. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna. Thank um, you. Yeah, I mean, just real quick, we're gonna we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do some other stuff with you in a few minutes. But uh, for remembering your first our yeah. segment on uh, yeah, thank you reaching out and catching uh, catching up with some characters in the fire industry, uh, Chief. Thank you for joining us. It's a real honor to have you here tonight. Thank you us. very much. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. Great man. I'd yeah. love to Thanks. have you back again. Thanks, Ren. Uh, Thanks. And so on. So. For everybody watching, everybody listening, thanks for tuning in. Yep. Uh, stay tuned. We have so much more happening on uh, National Fire Radio on our platform. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube. We're all over the place, and it's only getting bigger and better. Uh, for myself, Jeremy Donch. Rob Ridley. And Chief. Terry Ellers. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Everybody be safe out there. Take care.